You've tuned into the Bellingham Podcast for the week of November 12, 2017, episode 57. From the city by the sea, I am AJ Barce. And packed with vitamin C, I am Chris Powell. On this episode, we're going to get our motor running and head out on the highway. We're talking about technology and whatever comes our way. In this case, a coffee oasis and tech the caught our eye. Yeah, darling, we're going to make it broadcast. So let's start this party. This is the Bellingham Podcast. <laughs> As Chris is air rocking in uh, the downtown streets of Fairhaven. How you doing, Chris? I'm doing wonderful. How about yourself, AJ? Not too bad. It's a little bit brisk to be outside. Hey, where are we? We are on 11th Street in the left ventricle of downtown Fairhaven. Uh, in right outside McKenzie Alley, where we just got a cup of fine, I say fine coffee from the Rustic Coffee and Wine Bar. Swirl, sip, savor. That is their tagline. Uh, we are in the heart of downtown Fair- Fairhaven, my happy place, thank you very much. Across the street, we're seeing Skylarks. Next door, we see Fairhaven Pizza. Uh, we also are within eyesight of creativity. We are in the heart of Fairhaven on a 43-some degree day. Yes, I can see my breath. And I am in my happy place. But first thing of housekeeping, AJ, this is our third uh, podcast that we've done where we have uh, saluted. saluted, given thanks to uh, veterans because we're recording this on Veterans Day. Yeah, and so thank you all veterans and current active duty and those who have served. We greatly appreciate everything that you've done for our fine country. Uh, two veterans I wanted to give a shout out to that I know listen to the show. Dan, which is the Rising Sun Sailor. You can Hi, Danny. Him. You can find him on Instagram. And also Cam Marie. Sup? Uh, what he said. Sup? <laughs> so we took a station break uh, last week. Uh, for those of you that may be listening to us on 102.3 FM, KMRE. Low power. Community radio. And so uh, the reason for this, other than having family logistics and other things, AJ, you went on a trip. I did. So uh, I packed up the family and we uh, flew out of SeaTac to the great stake of Oklahoma. Yes. So I went to Oklahoma and Kansas. I was uh, in the Midwest for uh, a little bit, just visiting my my wife's family. And uh, yeah, it was an interesting experience because I've never, I mean, I've been to Texas and I've I've been to those parts, but I hadn't been to that area of of our nation. And how does the Northwest of the Northwest compare to the mid, uh, the central plains? Central plains. Yeah. I don't know what you want to call it. Like it's, it's the, uh, the upper Midwest. Like let's go for it. Let's go for it. Uh, So here's the thing. Like, uh, it is not my cup of tea, but I tried to make it my cup of tea. Do they have tea in the Midwest? Well, they have. They, they try to make coffee. Uh, there, there's a couple of places that I found that I just want to give shout outs to because they were my oasis while I was over there. The first is Il Primo Coffee. The first coffee, Il Primo Coffee. Of course, nonetheless. is. Tell me about it. Now, here's the thing. So I walk into Il Primo, and it reminds me of, like, the original cyber cafe feel, but without the computers, where, like, you walk in, and there is, like, I don't know, Linkin Park playing on the soundtrack, and I was like, ja-ja-ja-ja-ja-ja, and I'm like, this is great. I want an espresso. And this is in Oklahoma? No, this is in Kansas. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, yes. We flew into Oklahoma and drove to Kansas. That's the second part of the show, is the drive. But, uh, no, in Wichita, Kansas, they have Il Primo. And uh, what I found was awesome was when you go in, awesome vintage soundtrack in my books. Great. Uh, There's basically two coffee roasters in Wichita. There's the Spice Merchant coffee, and then there is uh, Reverie. And we'll get to Reverie in a second. But they use Spice Merchant's coffee. 
It was a, a good a good cup of coffee. The sign that they have in there is this neon classic sign that says, Espresso served Seattle style. We ha- Seattle has a style? Seattle has a style. Uh, this is news to me. Well, okay. Right? Uh, what is Seattle style? Tasty, apparently. Oh, because uh, So here's the thing. In Wichita and uh, in Oklahoma City, it's interesting. Like being over here on the west uh, on the west coast, and I've been on the east coast too. West coast, we're used to having a Starbucks in every corner. In the Midwest, it's like you have a Starbucks every city. Okay. Not a city block. Uh-huh. Every city. Like it is hard to find coffee establishments, even drive-through coffee establishments. But Il Primo drive-through coffee establishment, so much so that on the side of their drive-through, which is a fairly long drive-through. Uh, and also they make the best uh, breakfast sandwiches in all of Wichita. You can quote me on that. They have this big sign again that says drive through Seattle style. So this is a thing in it's Kansas. A thing. I, it's a thing. I get Seattle, when it comes to coffee, we have a style. And I didn't realize it. Like, yeah, we are the birthplace of Starbucks. But also, like, the drive through coffee stand, I imagine, probably did originate here in the northwest of the northwest. It's nice that we're trendsetters in some way involving caffeine. Yeah. So I just thought that was a, it was an interesting eye-opener because I never really had that pointed out to me. All right. Well, that sounds like a good experience. Now, Reverie. Reverie. You guys, if you're listening, you are the goods. I loved everything about the Reverie. It was like a taste of home. You walk in, the ambience is that, you know, kind of Pacific Northwest... Um, Industrial design, urban feel. Everybody there, uh, which I, here's the tech aspect of it. Everyone there had a, an electrical device of some sort because they're working because they had blazing fast Wi-Fi. Thank you very much. And it was just interesting that I watched this one person uh, in Wichita, Kansas, and she must have been a social media guru of something because I watched her use your big Goliath iPad Pro. I have one. With a pencil in her right hand, uh, and uh, the the touch keyboard, I think yes, it's the, the smart keyboard. Smart keyboard, thank yeah. you. And I just watched her just whizzing through, doing some sort of like media blitz or a post or something. Where I'm watching her, and it was just like watching a tech symphony. This young lady was literally writing up. I'm gonna say like I'm just gonna make this story up. She must have been writing like some sort of press release, and all of a sudden she she got a, a text from somebody. She swipes down, she responds to the text, swipes back up, snaps over to Twitter, posts a picture that she had of something, reaches over, grabs the Apple Pencil, does an annotation, not even taking the iPad and laying it flat. No, she still has it uh, cocked sideways, starts annotating something, sends it to the person that texted her, and then gets back to her press release. And I'm going, dang, girl, you know how to work it. That's uh, what you do with uh, split-screen technology and that kind of functionality. And it was just it, it's just an interesting take because, one, I was not expecting to see so much tech influence in Wichita, Kansas. But, two, to see somebody utilize it, like what, what you and I say, like these things are tools. And to watch her work with her tool to get work done blazing fast like that was awesome. Props to be able to utilize your technology and like it's a fine-tuned automobile. You know it inside and out. Yeah. And uh, that that's encouraging to hear. Yeah. So anyway, Reverie, uh, best, co- I, I will say it right now, in Wichita, Kansas, <laughs> the best coffee. And if you in Wichita, Kansas have any disagreements, hit us up on Twitter <laughs> at hashtag BHAM, B-H-A-M podcast. Uh, we monitor that hashtag on Twitter and happy to engage with you on social media. Yeah. <laughs> Best coffee in all of Wichita. Excellent. Best coffee I had in Kansas. Best coffee I had in Kansas and in Oklahoma is the reverie. Best. Now, I do have to say, though, the best breakfast sandwich. I really wish we had that breakfast sandwich here 
in the northwest of the northwest is El Primo Coffees. Okay. They crack their eggs fresh for every sandwich. It's awesome. So homemade uh, homemade vittles. Homemade vittles in a Seattle-style drive-thru. <laughs> it's all about Seattle style. <laughs> what is Bellingham style, I wonder? I don't know. Yeah, we might have to explore that one on a future episode. Yeah, if I go somewhere and I see something served Bellingham style, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to Instagram that. All anyway. Right. So, AJ, you, you, in, in flying into Oklahoma, yeah. OKC, y'all got in a car, and you were mentioning that you had some uh, car technology observations yeah. from uh, your rental, I believe. Yeah, yeah. so we had, we had the opportunity to have, a, uh, have access to a Kia. And what's interesting is this is an eco-hybrid, uh, and it drives a lot differently. If you're used to a Prius, this thing is definitely not Prius status. It's very much more in the vein of you're eco-friendly, but there is a sport mode <laughs> and that's kind of nice. One of my complaints I have with most hybrids is they take forever to get up to speed. Oh my gosh, semi. With this thing, you can kick it over on the gear shift. It has like a shift-tronic type of thing and you can th throw it in the sport mode and you will watch those beautiful little eco leaves completely die <laughs> as you hear the revs kick up and you can you can get up and go. So when they mean nitro, they mean sporty. It is a it, it is a more of a sport eco. We'll we'll call it that way. So is so I would say as as I'm Going on that 270 degree turn from Sunset Drive, uh, exit 255 southbound I-5. You could get up. I could get up. If there's yep. a semi next to me, I can floor you it. You could do it. Okay, well, I'm I, glad I, you had that experience. Yeah, it, it, it's, an, it's an interesting vehicle. And uh, no, we're not a car show, nor do we play one on podcast. But it was an interesting drive. Also, I mean, the entire trip, there's a lot of gamifications in it where like they have the little leaves and it tells you what level of eco you're driving uh, per trip, which is makes you a conscientious driver. Uh, but the, the nice thing about it is this vehicle is equipped with both Android Auto and iOS's CarPlay. So this is something where you can take whatever mobile phone you have, if you have a current model smartphone, yep. and integrate it with your car. Yes, and so that's what we did. Originally, we, we hooked it up to, we had, a, uh, we had an Android phone, um, kind of a mid-series Motorola, I can't remember which one, one of the Motos. And immediately, when you plug it in through the USB... It reaches up to the, the, the Android store, pulls down the CarPlay app, which I didn't know you had to have, uh, throws it on, and all of a sudden you see Android basically take over the uh, in-dash entertainment uh, uh, setup, and the Kia interface gets pushed aside, and you have Android Auto. Now, here's the thing about Android Auto. Uh, we had, like I said, this is a mid, not an not a early series, but a mid-series, older-ish. We're talking like iPhone 5S uh, era Android device. So mid 2010s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe a little bit later. Okay. And so, I mean, it worked okay. It was a little bit laggy because the thing I didn't realize about these connecting your device to your car, the phone is still doing the processing. It's it's merely like it's like having a projector hooked up to your your phone as opposed to a co-processor. Sure. I thought the the dash thing would actually just, like have some sort of smarts to it. And I really didn't see it. I, it was really just the phone pulling a charge, thank goodness, mm -hmm. and flinging it to a, a, a very different interface onto another touchscreen, which is on your car. All right. So Android Auto, it, uh, I, I like uh, OK Google. I think Google, when it comes to data and trying to get you information and not have to talk like you're talking to a machine, yes. I think Google's got it down. However, I do not like Google Maps on Android Auto. It the it's it's it looks dated it doesn't give you as much contextual data as ios does which i'll get in a sec 
Uh, and it just, I don't know. It's like it's like looking down at your dash and seeing a like nine, uh, $99.99 uh, Android tablet put into your car. Hmm. It's not as snappy or as it's not futuristic. As, it's not, well, and the snappiness, again, full disclosure, might have been the, the, the more mid-series hardware. But again, like I'm surprised that there's not a co-pro. Like it's a car. Why didn't they have some sort of extra RAM or boost or something to get the data from the phone? I don't know. It was just, just thought about nitroing the engine, but not quite the technology. The technology. In yeah. yeah, yeah, right. <clears throat> and so okay, that gets me over to uh, iOS. And so I, full disclosure, I really, up until this trip, did not like Apple Maps. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, my wife vehemently hated Apple Maps. There's a lot that don't like Apple Maps out there. The new Apple Maps in iOS 11 is really, really, like, it, it's a different product. Uh, when you, if you haven't tried the new Apple Maps because you were like me and you deleted it from your phone, try throwing it back on because it will tell you when you're driving on a cloverleaf highway where mm-hmm. you have, like, four ventricles that you have to loop around to get to the right highway uh, or off-ramp. It'll tell you which lane to stay in, yep. like stay in the, the, the first left two lanes. But also as you're driving and in a lot of places between Wichita and Oklahoma, uh, I didn't know what the speed limit was. They don't do a lot of speed limit signs. Do or, they care about the speed limit in Oklahoma and They Kansas? do. Oh, okay. uh, I saw plenty of uh, the state's um, bri- uh, brightest and finest pulling people over for oh, speeding. Okay. Good to so know. Uh, good on you for law enforcement. But it was one of those things where like, I, I, I don't want to deal with that <laughs> and so i could look down on the ios apple maps and it will show me what the speed limit is oh yeah and that was super helpful yeah we could we could go into a complete show about apple maps versus google maps as your personal driving assistant and such or even going with a garmin uh gps yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. navigation thing um the, we, there is no perfect silver bullet one that no. get that gets both of our seals of approval no. there are constraints that you have with any technology yeah no. uh, in there but yeah i've used apple maps and i've been pretty impressed with how they've improved yeah no for so and uh, the, i'm glad that you mentioned garmin because we actually had a garmin with us as well uh i did not like that experience at all that's why we're not talking Full about stop. garmin <laughs> uh but no i had all three in this vehicle i had a garmin uh touchscreen garmin i had my iphone and i had an android device and basically the garmin hooked that out the window <laughs> The I would get where I needed to go and the data of like I'm looking for the best coffee in town. Okay, Google, give me the best coffee shops in town. Here's a list of the things. Tell me where you'd like to go. I would find out my where I wanted to go from Google, but how I would get there is iOS. All right, so that's a nice hybrid. Yes, of technology. <laughs> now, other thing I want to throw out, which annoyed me a bit, with iOS and CarPlay. Because I had Google Maps on my phone. Mm-hmm. CarPlay will not let you use Google Maps on your iPhone. Of course not. So you have to use Apple Maps, which I was kind of appreciative. Anyway. This is where, you know, stay in a silo. Stay in us. We're not letting you play with others. Anyway. So there's there's my there's my full stop review, uh, hybrid review, I guess. Uh, if you happen, ladies and gentlemen, if you happen to have some comments about this or questions about uh, map technology or how this applies to your... Uh, vehicle. Why don't you give us a, a call? 201 area code 731-8324. That's 201-731-TECH. Leave us a voicemail. Let us know. We'd be happy to talk about map technology, map apps, I'm enunciating, and uh, anything else that might be on your mind for a future episode. So I dominated the first part of the show, Chris. What's been on your mind, uh, amigo? I haven't uh, seen you in two weeks. It, uh, you know, uh, I've just been thinking about as we're approaching 
that awful day after Thanksgiving. And, um, you know, I, you want to get prepared. You, I'm a kind of a proactive individual. I want to think about getting shopping done instead of, you know, like ahead of time for the holidays instead of a, uh, a full blast during December and really adding and piling on to our wonderful UPS and FedEx and USPS delivery drivers, DHL is included. Uh, they have a huge workload in the month of December. And so I'm thinking, what can I get now? to get ahead of the game. And so this happens to uh, lead into a wonderful segment we like to uh, do. Dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. Tech that caught our eye. Yeah! So anyway, <laughs> some technology that has uh, caught my eye as far as, you know, in, in holidays we've gotten into this age where we are shopping for upgrading our technology and getting new stuff to ooh, put on the ooh, tree. I want it faster. I want it shinier. Exactly. Now, not just new shiny or, or faster or, or such, but if you have an old computer. Yeah. Now, I, I, I know I have some friends in my, in my network that have old computers, seven or eight years old, and they're still working Windows 7, and they still, you know, chugging along with what they're, what, what they're using. I don't like having to tell them, hey, it's seven or eight hundred dollars to get yourself a reasonable desktop computer replacement. Right. So <laughs> one of the best things about recording live <laughs> outside on the street <laughs> is we get all the sounds of Fairhaven, ladies and gentlemen, including car alarms that you may hear in the distance. So I'll try to talk over the 140 beats per minute techno uh, car horn. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Where's my backbeat for this? Anyway, so as you were thinking about uh, perhaps upgrading a computer, one you might want to consider, there are small computers out there that uh, use what is known as system on a chip. Now, I want you to picture a, uh, a container of mace. <laughs> okay. Okay. Now, here's a visual for you. It's about five inches by about one inch. You know, it has a little bit of a trigger thing. All right. So in that type of you know, five inch by one inch container, it's possible that you can get a Windows 10 computer that can plug directly into your monitor. It has a USB port that you can connect, you know, do a little bit of uh, modifications, connect your keyboard and mouse, maybe with a little connected hub, has built-in wireless, built-in Bluetooth, and has a Windows 10 uh, operating system. So it's small, fast, lightweight. It's got to be expensive. Uh, yeah, well, depending on your budget constraints, uh, how does 120 bucks sound to you? Okay, never mind. Uh, so there's a company that, you know, there's a lot. If you just kind of uh, do a search on Google or on your favorite online marketplace of choice uh, called Computer Stick, you'll see a whole lot available. But one that caught my eye was by a company called Asus, A-S-U-S. Oh, yeah. And they have a model of a stick computer, kind of like a stick of, uh, stick of gum, <laughs> uh, I think is what they're going for. It's called a Vivo stick. Got it. And so an Asus Vivo stick, it's got Windows 10 updated operating system. It's 120 some bucks. You might be able to find it in some brick and mortar uh, big box stores that we're not going to mention on this show if you wanted to get it in person or at least see the box in person. Yeah. But... For light computer use, if you are really a dyed-in-the-wool Windows operating system fan, I don't like them Apple computers. Okay, no problem. Got you covered. Uh, here's an opportunity that this plugs directly into your monitor, 120 bucks, and it, it, will, it will have a decent amount of specs to be able to do some web browsing, some email, some word processing. If you're going to be editing video or if you're going to be recording a podcast or audio editing. Not going to be your jam. Not the, here's my Obi-Wan wave of the hand from Star Wars. This is not the computer you're looking for. However, as you're thinking about a Christmas idea for 
the kids in the house. Let's just say you wanted to have you got an extra monitor and you wanted to have another computer that doesn't that they won't mess with yours. Right. Here's a hundred and twenty dollar solution or so, give or take ten bucks, uh, where you might be at. Or if you have some older folks, our elders among us, that may want to get a computer upgrade, here is a really clean solution that doesn't involve a paperweight, a huge paperweight on your desk or floor that could be a valid solution. So also in theory, if you had an extra television, wouldn't this plug into a TV? Absolutely, because this, uh, not this computer stick of gum or this container of mace has an HDMI uh, connection on it. And so pretty much you plug this into a TV. If you have a very knowledgeable 13 or 14 year old uh, cousin or, or nephew or niece that knows a lot about how to work a computer, you can have a home theater system yeah. uh, and, and watch videos such as Netflix and such. And they have wireless keyboards out there for about 20 bucks that you could sit on your sofa. It'll connect wirelessly to your uh, computer connected to your TV. Oh, look, you've got an alternative to an Apple TV or a Roku or a Amazon Fire Stick or whatever they're yeah, selling out. Chromecast. Yeah. Chromecast, exactly. So you have options out there, folks. It's something to think about. Cool. So how about you, AJ? What's some tech that caught your eagle eyes? So it's not really tech that caught my eye. It's more of a video that caught my eye. And ever heard of the guy Adam Savage? Uh, with Mythbusters, right? Yeah, yes. Mythbuster guy. So Myth, Mythbusters guy had uh, this other guy from, what, from, I believe his channel is called Vsauce. I okay, you got to give me a bib. What's Vsauce? I, I don't know. Um, his name is Michael Stevens, and they geeked out about, like, Adam Savage has this new um, YouTube channel where he basically goes over different builds of, of doing different things. Like, he, I saw him refit a um, one of those Nerf blasters and made it, like, this Star Wars-looking awesomeness. It's basically, if you're going to do some homebrewing, DIYing type of thing, uh, but in a very geek vein, this is Adam Savage's new channel. So on YouTube, you'd probably want to uh, search for Adam Savage. Yeah. You yeah, might yeah. find his channel. Yeah, yeah. Cool. and so anyway... Uh, in the watch community, of course, there's a watch angle here. We've all watched that. Uh, we've all watched his wrist because as he's doing demos, he has several different watches that he throws on. One is like this nice Omega Speed, uh, not Speedmaster, Seamaster uh, Pro. Well, anyway, he actually addressed the community because he got a whole bunch of comments of, "What are you wearing on your wrist?" <laughs> and so he kind of chuckled about it because he didn't. I mean, he just wears a watch. It's a tool. He's he's use and abuse this Omega forever because he sees it as a tool, no differently than grabbing a torch or a uh, wrench in his shop. Well, anyway, there was some hullabaloo because it went missing on his wrist and he had a Seiko. The internet blew up. The internet blew up because he was rocking, uh, he was wearing this S an SKX. Oh, he, my, our watch. Yeah, yeah, yes. and he doesn't, it's funny, it's, it's, it's quite quaint because he doesn't know references or anything. It's just, it's a watch, it's an Omega, it's yeah. a Seiko. Like so most it, of the people who listen to our show, they may not be aware of a lot of the inside. Right, uh, it, was, it was a really cool watch. So any, uh, a watch as in like w watching this video because what he did was he went into, uh, the the vein of watch modding because that's the angle of his channel is DIYing the fact that you can buy a two hundred dollars Seiko SKX and you can buy aftermarket parts to trick it out to make it look like his like three thousand dollar Omega Seamaster and so he did he actually went to the watch mod community he bought a pre-made modded SKX that looks almost exactly like his Omega. Because his Omega was in the shop, and it took them months to get it back to him. Wow. 
okay. and he missed it. Uh-huh. I just thought it was a cool thing. I got a link in the show notes, but it just was kind of fun to see a goober, a geek, like Adam Savage, you know, take on a new topic like watch modding. All right, cool. very cool. Well, uh, check that out, a uh, YouTube video, because we all watch YouTube videos all the time. All the YouTube, uh, all the time. this is one that you might want to check you out. You can even listen to Bellingham Podcast on YouTube. Yes, uh, and we'd probably search for Bellingham Podcast, probably have it show up. It would show it's up. It's on your channel it on, is. It's on, on, on YouTube. Yeah, it's on the uh, AJ Barsay Photography uh, YouTube channel. We have our own, I have, a, I have our own little dedicated sub-channel. All right. So, Chris, let's segue from, from tech and automotive to local. Yes. Uh, you have some happy feet for the holidays announcements. No, I don't know about announcements, but basically, you know, in a previous episode or, or so, we talked about my experience doing a 5K. And uh, this was the Bellingham Bay uh, Marathon, and they had a 5K section. Well, kind of caught the bug. Uh, d- I noticed that my typical shoes were having the tread uh, kind of go... Um, bear mm-hmm. and so i got new shoes uh, and i like i got to put them to use and so uh in bellingham th- even when the weather gets cold the running don't stop no can you hear me fair heaven runners i hear you so uh in november actually on saturday the 18th the greater bellingham running club gbrc gbrc thank you very much uh is up, Polly? <laughs> is sponsoring or putting on a turkey trot which is a 5k that uh, yours truly, uh, the baritone uh, among us of the Bellingham podcast crew, uh, I'll be running or jogging or panting and wheezing through a 5K through starting at Squalicum uh, Park around the Columbia area, uh, waterfront area of Bellingham. And uh, yeah, give it a, give another 5K a try. Gobble, gobble, dude. Indeed. It'll, it'll work me up an appetite and help me lose some weight for that Thanksgiving uh, feast <laughs> that we shall have. Uh, so if you wanted to check out uh, Turkey Trot, if you're interested in doing a 5K run slash walk slash pant slash wheeze slash freeze, freeze that that rhymed. Uh, I check tried. out GBRC. I don't know if it's a .org or, or .com, yeah. but just Google Greater Bellingham yeah, Running, Running Club, Club, and that should take you to the site. I think uh, town is eight bucks for a non-member to register. So you know, eight bucks, cool, goes for a good cost. In December, of course, is the world famous uh, traditional Jingle Bell Run in Bellingham, and you might see my ugly mug around the downtown streets of Bellingham. Wow. Uh, probably walking with my wife, or perhaps uh, running after my uh, daughter, who is a very accomplished runner. Yes, but uh, the uh, December has a running event as well in Bellingham. So that's what I got going on as we approach Thanksgiving and the upcoming holidays. You got anything coming up? No. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> With all of the busy summer and all of the activities that we have done, sometimes you got to have. Uh, in some communities, you might refer to it as a selah yeah. or a rest. Yes, and I'm. I'm. I'm in the rest mode, and uh, I've got some stuff in my Patreon that I'm working on. Uh, like what? Well, you'll see. Um, How would one check out that Patreon thing? Isn't it that <laughs> Patreon.com slash, what is it, AJ Barce? Yeah, I think it is. Um, I would say, ladies and gentlemen, check out what AJ has coming up in the hopper because he's not yeah. going to talk about it on this show. Well, tune in uh, to a future episode where we talk about that. Yeah. Anyway, I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. It was very serendipitous, and the story behind it, which will be on Patreon, will be is cool. So. All right. Sounds good. Um, so we talked about Patreon.com uh, slash AJ Barce. We need to tone it down a little bit, Chris, because I believe you have a quiet conversation you need to have with some people, some subscribers. Yes. A couple well, hundred of them, I believe. Oh, the thousands and millions of people that are uh, <laughs> subscribing to my newsletter. No, I got a newsletter out there. It's uh, I try to do it every Friday. Um, uh, just about some kind of life insight. Uh, I started off doing technology and music recommendations and a website recommendations. I'm like, you know what? 
I got the best response uh, from people or the best uh, emails of encouragement from people when I actually talked about what's going on in my friggin' life. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, if you wanted to check it out, uh, go to bit.ly, bit.ly, L-Y, slash quietchris, and there'll be a little sign-up form. It's free. I totally respect your email address. Uh, I don't bombard you with stuff. It's like one Friday a quiet conversation for your upcoming weekend is my subject line. That's it. And it's a quick read, folks. Like, that's the thing that I love is uh, minimal tech here. He's so minimal. He doesn't like vowels. He also, when he does his newsletter, it is succinct. It is very meaty and very to the point. And it's just a great, it's just, it's just a great newsletter. Thank you very much. You know, we, we have so much... Uh, assaulting our inboxes, vying for our eyes and our attention and our time, which is very precious. Time is our enemy. And I totally know that, acknowledge that, and respect that. And I don't want to blather on for 800, 1,000 words. If you want to do that, go to some long-form website (laughs) and listen to some other hipster proselytize on what kind of iPhone 8 or X uh, they should get or whatever like that. But no, this is just a quick blast. Might be helpful for you to give pause for thought. Golly, that was a huge self-promo for a newsletter. <laughs> sorry, Chris. <laughs> no, I had sorry. to do it. But uh, just like just like your quiet conversations, you don't prattle on. And just like this show, we don't prattle on. It's been 30 minutes. So that wraps it up for this edition of the Bellingham Podcast. Thank you again so much for listening to us, rating us, reviewing us on the Google Play, on the SoundCloud, on the Spreaker, and breaking news on TuneIn Radio, folks. TuneIn Radio, my favorite <laughs> internet radio app of choice. We are on there. Love you guys. Thanks for putting us on there. We are so excited to be available for you to listen to on another app on yeah. your mobile phone. Yeah, I got the news of that just as I was leaving town and uh, when I texted Chris, Chris was ecstatic. I danced a jig in my car on the way home from work. Yeah. It was it was a sight to behold. So you can you can tune in to us on TuneIn Radio as well. Uh, from the city by the silly sea, again, I am AJ Barce. And from Bellingham, Washington, I'm Chris Powell. Thanks again once again for joining us on the Bellingham Podcast. Okay, my nose is cold. I need another cup of coffee. I need need to get some hand warmers or something. This is a lot.